One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Homo Sapiens. What a special episode we've got for you today. It's not just me, you'll be thrilled to hear. It's Asexuality Awareness Week or Ace Awareness Week. I am joined, listeners, by the wonderful Yasmin Benoit. I started following Yasmin on social media a while ago and the incredible work she does for asexual visibility, aromantic visibility, is just brilliant. She's also a model. She's in the September issue of the ID, in fact. She's been featured on the cover of Attitude. She is an incredible force for good in asexuality and aromanticism. International asexual and aromantic model, activist, superstar. I think you said superhero, actually, didn't you, Yasmin? <laughs> didn't you describe yourself as a superhero in a lovely way? <laughs> in Diva magazine, that did come up, yes. <laughs> Are you the busiest person in the LGBTQIA plus community this week, given it's Ace Awareness Week? Um, possibly. <laughs> Maybe the busiest <laughs> asexual person this week. I don't know. We're so thrilled to have you here. Now, um, first, I'm just going to do a bit of housekeeping. Listeners, what did you think of our interview with the old gays? Anyone who hasn't listened yet, you can obviously still go and listen on your podcast providers. Please get in touch with us. Hello at homosapienspodcast.com. Tell us what you think of that episode. Tell us what you think of this episode, for goodness sake. It's going to be great. We also want to keep having your agony uncles. So keep writing in hello at homosapienspodcast.com. And remember to go to the at homosapiens Instagram where you can get all your LGBTQ plus news and cultural needs. What I wanted to do first before we get into the nitty gritty, Yasmin... We do a thing called Review of the Week on Homo Sapiens, where we give away a t-shirt to our favourite review on Apple Podcasts. Would you do me the honour of joining in if I read them out? Sure. I'm going to preface this with, we always include the bad ones as well. (laughs) Because we are a loving, inclusive space where anyone can say whatever they like. I'll start with a good one. Love this podcast, says loi.uggzguuu funny username uh five stars so far we're winning i really enjoy this podcast some great guests funny and intelligent hosts so that's one number two Stephen, with the subject heading mr y and our previous one was five stars this one's one star oh ah. <laughs> you may enjoy if you can bear the relentless use of the word queer was relieved to hear recent excellent guest cindy lauper was not comparing the q word to the n-word don't expect any balanced debate on the gender critical issue they never have guests who are gc gc being gender critical i assume on their show to have a sensible discussion about the matter sounds like angry turf alert to me Stephen. everybody is entitled to their opinion but this is a lovely warm bubble bath of a podcast and we'll use queer as much as we want thank you because that's what the community want to say um 
I can't see you getting a, a T-shirt, but I'm going to put it in your hands, Yasmin. You're going to choose. Number three is from Paul. He says, love this show. Five stars. What can I say? I adore this podcast. And Mr. Sweeney, uh, that's me, has felt like a constant companion as I go about my daily chores. Oh, Paul, don't do your chores. You do your back in. Five stars all round. We like Paul. That one's sweet. Yasmin. Oh, my God. I've had a better idea. You choose the winner, but let's do it at the end. Fill the suspense. Yeah. So Yasmin is going to tell us the winner at the end. Stephen, you do not have to continue listening. <laughs> let's go and have a look at some emails because, as we know, this season of the podcast is about you, the listeners. It's about getting the questions that you want asked to the people you want us to speak to. And there's two emails that come up, Yasmin, that were about asexuality that got sent in. So I'm going to read them if that's okay with you. Sure. So the first one is from Kat. The subject heading is Uncovering the A. I love your podcast. I've been listening since I discovered you during lockdown, which in Australia, where I currently reside, was most of last year. As a hetero asexual woman, brackets, maybe grey forward slash demi, still figuring it out, I have continued to learn so much listening to your lovely voices. Sadly, however, I don't hear much discussion that includes asexual or any of the non-sexual romantic people of the LGBTQIA plus community. Now 47, I thought you were talking about the album. I was like, I think I had that. Um, Now 47, I spent most of my life thinking sex was very overrated. Women were totally lying to keep men happy or that there was something very wrong with me. I've had a lot of men, been in a lot of relationships, tried nearly everything to feel turned on and nothing worked for me. I only discovered in the last few months that I'm not alone. While my first thought was that I had been dealt a short straw, I also found an explanation for how I am wired, which with time I'm coming to understand and accept. This is brilliant, Kat. I am now happily married, four years in May, to someone who is equally devoid of libido. We adore each other. We're extremely affectionate, rarely ever apart, and can go a year without either of us wanting sex, sometimes longer. We skip through life contently, although my husband would never admit to being asexual or grey, as I think it makes him feel he isn't fully masculine. Interesting. And as I've had friends say that if you're not having sex, you may as well be dead. I don't feel strongly that we need to be talking about it to others. We are who we are and that's okay. For me, however, it would be lovely to hear more conversation about it on your podcast. Enter stage left, Yasmin Benoit. Hello. Perhaps even an interview with someone who identifies as A, G or D. Hello. My other comment before I go is that I loved Alistair's comment regarding having children that not having kids is one really important step towards reducing our impact on the earth, along with eating plant-based diets and taking care of our choices as consumers in general. It was so nice to hear someone else say that, as I am firm belief in the same, that adopting people and pets, not adding people slash pets, is a selfless, not selfish way to be a parent. Anyway, love, love, love the podcast, then look forward to hearing the first at-length conversation re members of the broader non-sexual community. Cat. Interesting. Yasmin, how do you define gray because it's not something i'm familiar with when she talked about demi gray um well gray sexual is pretty much feeling like you're in a kind of in between like you might not be a hundred percent asexual not that there really isn't a hundred percent asexual or you're not a hundred percent not asexual you kind of yeah. feel like you're kind of floating somewhere 
um, in the middle. It's pretty mm. much what that means. And then demisexuality means that you'll only experience sexual attraction towards someone after you formed like a kind of deep emotional bond with mm. the person. So it ha- that has to be a component for there to even be a possibility of experiencing sexual attraction towards them. Mm. What would you say is your definition of asexuality and aromanticism as well? Yeah, well, I use the most um, widely accepted definition, which is for asexuality is experiencing a lack of sexual attraction or experiencing little to no sexual attraction. So there are some um, definitions like I believe I don't know. I mean, last time I saw people often like when they're trying to kind of get on <laughs> asexual people's nerves, they'll be like, well, the dictionary says that <laughs> it means that you have no sexual feelings and no sexual desires or no sexual interests, which is not actually the the truth that is about sexual attraction. You know, saying that if you're asexual, then that is being non-sexual, which is not actually the definition, or that it means that you don't have a libido. That's also not necessarily the definition. I mean, I'm asexual. I'd say my libido is pretty either average or high, to be fair. And similarly, you can be asexual and still have sex. Um, so that's also not necessarily a component or a like a synonymous with being asexual. So yeah, that is the definition that I personally use. And that is like the most commonly um, accepted definition. And then similarly, for being aromantic, that means experiencing like little to no romantic attraction, because mm. you're a romantic orientation and your sexual orientation aren't necessarily like totally aligned it just so happens that for me i don't experience romantic attraction or sexual attraction thank you for that then sarah got in touch with the second email dear chris i just wanted to say how good it was to hear you guys mention asexuality in this week's podcast this was a while back it was a spench especially especially <laughs> it was especially cool that it sounded like you read out the definition from a dictionary i did indeed the crazy thing is that The definition of asexuality didn't get updated in the OED until 2018. Yeah, the dictionary definition is, I think, a present wrong, I think. Is it? (laughs) I think last time I checked, yeah, if you were to just type in the definition, like dictionary definition is not accurate. That's not what it is. (laughs) Interesting. We need to get onto them. Um, When the definition finally got updated last year, it really felt like we had at last some sort of official recognition that we do exist. But Sarah, there's even more work to be done. Yasmin's telling us. It would be great if your listeners could better understand that many aces are very much within the LGBTQ plus community. Many aces are genderqueer and some of us are in same sex relationships. I've been together with my ace girlfriend now for six years. Smiley face, smiley face. The prevalence of asexuality within the LGBT community is probably underestimated just because it isn't often visible. Thank you, says Sarah. And then in the spirit of what this is what aces look like, which was a hashtag started by you, no less, Yasmin. Yeah, this is what asexual looks like, yeah. (laughs) That's it. I've attached a photo of me and my girlfriend looking windswept on the ferry at the start of our trip motorbiking around Shetland and Orkney last summer. This is a lovely picture. And if it's okay (laughs) with you, Sarah, Yasmin can't see it. It's a lovely picture. It sounds Um, lovely. Oh, you're going to love it. Um, uh, We'll share that on Instagram if that's okay with you, Sarah. Let us know. No, I definitely think it's true that um that the population of asexual people like within the LGBTQ plus community is underrepresented for sure. Because I think mm. that for particularly for asexual people that are also like um like homoromantic or like attracted to like the same gender, it it kind of becomes like it's not the most obvious part of their orientation. Therefore, it's not really the first thing people notice. 
So mm. I think you're more likely to find like asexual people that are like homoromantic asexual that might just say, oh, I'm gay. And that might be like the first thing they say. And they don't really expand upon that as much unless asked, especially mm-hmm. since there's also asphobia within the community. So yes. I definitely think that that's, that's true. We did a little poll when we sort of told listeners that you were coming on and stuff. And we said so we asked our listeners, do you identify as asexual? And 17% of them said yes. And then we said, do you see asexuality represented in media and culture? 95% said no, which is presumably that 5% was people who watched that episode of Sex Education, (laughs) where someone popped up. Very um, briefly. (laughs) Very briefly, wasn't it? A matter of minutes. And then here we are, Ace, Ace Awareness Week. The question was, do you feel like you know what asexuality is? And 65% of people said yes. 35% of people said no. Then we just asked people, like, for those who define as asexual, what does it mean for you? Um, And we had lots of different answers, actually. And some, some are really lovely. So Liana said, no or little sexual attraction to any gender not devoid of sexuality, just not directed at any gender. Every other sexuality gets to be defined by what genders they're attracted to, i.e. multiple genders, opposite binary gender, etc. But instead of aces getting the same treatment, we just get no or little sexual attraction to any gender. Yeah, I mean, that is... That is probably the more accurate. That's how like I would describe it if people asked. But I mean, there really isn't really many other ways to describe because of the way our language is and the fact that we even have to consider sexual orientations. The only way you can really explain asexuality is by, you know, in the sense that it's what you're not experiencing compared to what you are experiencing because mm. it's our, our entire language is centered around, you know, which way you're oriented and we just happen to not really be oriented anywhere. So... That is kind of the only way you could put it. But yeah, I think that person put it like that's how I would say it. Well, I love what um, King Draxer said here. For this person, it is freedom from all normative expectations. And I love that. I do love that. I mean, we still live in a capitalist society. We've still got to get jobs and make money and abide to many others. But yes, in terms of that specific, <laughs> that specific one, that is a freedom from that kind of experiencing sexuality in that specific way. But I feel like we still have a lot of other expectations. But that one is that is true. It's a good one to jump out of bed within the morning. But by 11, <laughs> it will have been beaten out of you. Yeah. <laughs> Ace of Words says, I feel about sex the same way I feel about skydiving. Could live a long and happy life without ever trying it. I often use the skydiving comparison as well. So I feel that I, I do say that one. I feel like that's really? the best way to articulate it it's like i can completely understand why that would be super fun i can i can envision it i can empathize with how that would feel i get why people do it but i don't have any personal desire or inclination to throw myself out of a plane i just don't feel it but to- I, i'm totally into everyone else that wants to jump out of a plane like go for it i get why that must be hella fun but i'm it's... not jumping out of a plane <laughs> <laughs> anytime soon not that i think i mean having sex isn't necessarily as 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 insane as jumping out of a plane but i guess for me personally it would require well, exactly the same amount of personal convincing to get me to do it <laughs> depends the kind of night out you're having yeah. um, 
Elani, I think it's Elani, says being asexual means feeling broken growing up in a hypersexual society. Do you do you agree with that? Yeah, I think unfortunately, and that's not because I mean that's not a natural thing to think about yourself. It is something that other people convince you to think about yourself because mm-hmm. of the way we're taught to understand sex in our society at the moment. Of course, it's kind of dependent on you know what time, what era we're in, but we are in an era where wonderfully we are becoming a lot more like sexually liberated and we're discussing different elements of sexuality quite a lot but we're also kind of framing it in a way that it does need to be a crucial part of your life and it is supposed to be like this natural essential thing and if you don't have like the desire to do it then you seem like you're missing out on something that's very fundamental to being like a a proper human being and Mm. consequently when you say to people, actually, I, I don't experience sexual attraction, I'm asexual, you often kind of receive various messages, whether it's in like just in our culture or from specific people, that that's something that probably needs to be fixed. Like that is not a normal experience and that is something counterproductive, like you've been afflicted with something. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mm, you you have many facets to your job don't you so there's the amazing activism you do you're also a model and I have noticed that I've heard you discuss a couple of times that because you're a model and you're doing things like you'll be doing like an underwear shoot or something like people come for you going well how can you be doing that if you say you're asexual yeah and it's um I feel like there's a lot of layers to why that happens. I think some of it is sexism. I think that there's a kind of that very age old like rhetoric that people still genuinely assume that particularly women like that you do present yourself because you want men to want you Mm. and people have a hard time wrapping their head around being sexually unavailable as I am in my case as an asexual person that is not that does not have any inclination to seek that out at all while also being a quote unquote seen as being sexually attractive to some people. Um, they can't really wrap their heads around the two and they see you just as being a bit of a, a, a cock tease or like a provocateur of yeah, sorts. Cause the way you're behaving must be for me. <laughs> yes, that is, <laughs> that is the, the inclination. And then there's also the thing of how people think that if you don't experience sexual attraction, you should not be sexually unattractive. You should make a conscious effort to make yourself kind of completely unappealing. Again, otherwise you would then be 
mispresenting yourself. Mm. And then I also think that just because there is an association between, you know, lingerie and sexuality, and there is a misconception that being asexual means, again, that you have like, that you're scared of sex, that you're anti-sex, that you have no sexual interest, no sexual feelings, that people don't understand having any association to imagery that might even slightly be seen as sexual when you're, when you have a sexual orientation that should in theory make you completely against any of that. Or that isn't what asexuality means, but that is how a lot of people tend to interpret it. Yes. Danny says, I don't feel sexual attraction. It does not mean I don't have romantic or sexual relationships. Savannah said, for me, I'm not sexually attracted to others, nor want to have sex, but I want a long-term close relationship, which is intimacy, I suppose. And then we have got lots of questions for you (laughs) um, from our wonderful listeners. Now, Savannah says... I'm just now coming to terms with my asexuality, but have a boyfriend. Have you, Yasmin, been in a relationship? Do you have any advice for this? I mean, I've been in, I'm, I've been in and I'm currently in many, many relationships. But if we're talking about the romantic kind, then no, I've never had a romantic relationships. I've never experienced romantic attraction and I've never tried to force myself to be in that kind of relationship. But it is, it's not an uncommon, an uncommon thing. Um, I'm sure that maybe your boyfriend probably already has some kind of idea that there is something. Um, a little different going on. And there are lots of asexual people that are in romantic relationships with people that aren't asexual. And it all just kind of comes down to communication, mm-hmm. um, which I think is something that's not just necessarily for asexual people. I think no matter your orientation, like communication within a romantic relationship, particularly in regards to like sex or intimacy or any of those kind of things is really important. And I think that it would definitely, I think hopefully make your relationship stronger to be more open about that. And if it is a relationship that is based on something that is truly constructive and deep and meaningful, then being asexual should not be uh, hopefully not a big issue in terms mm. of the sexual intimacy side. I don't know what that person's situation is in regards to like whether they would have sex or whether they have had sex, but for some asexual people, it is something that they don't mind doing within a relationship. It's not something that they desire to do, but they don't mind doing it. Kind of like washing the dishes. I hear people kind of make that comparison. It's like, it's not the end of the world doing it, but I'm not going to spend all day thinking about how much I want to do it. Um, but then, you know, there are some that, that they don't want, really want to have sex in their relationship. And if that is something that is a crucial component for their partner, then that is something that should probably be, you know, discussed and could potentially be worked around. So I think, yeah, it's just important to be open and see what happens. And and talk about it, right? Like you say, every relationship could really do with more talking mm-hmm. about all this stuff because needs change and grow. Definitely. Um, I'm just looking at the other questions. This is obviously from a fan, uh, Reed Madden. What's your favorite metal genre subgenre? <laughs> I like that. This is obviously someone who, who is familiar with my stuff. I think, I think I've mentioned before, I feel like death metal for me is a very good sex substitute. I don't know why, but there is something in particular about death metal that just really hits the spot sometimes. Like really? that is like, in the same way someone might listen to like an Adele song and literally cry. I could listen to a death metal song and be like, <laughs> oh my God, that was a deep emotional experience. Like, wow, really? I am moved. I'm physically moved. And sometimes I'll be like, I just want, if there's a guitar solo right now, then that would just do it for me. And then there is one and I'm like, ah, oh, love it. Like really? it gives you like one hell of like an eargasm. So I would definitely say death metal is my, that's the only genre that does that to me. <laughs> okay. 
AC in the pack says, how can I be a better ally for asexual people? I think that one of the most, one of the easiest things is be more inclusive in the way that you talk about sexuality, which again, I think is one of those things that like, it's beneficial for everyone. Like asexuality is not a bubble. It's just one of the multiple layers and experiences of sexuality. And I think that when we talk about sexuality in a way that is a little bit black and white, I don't think it's really helpful for anybody. And I think that people unintentionally, you know, they might, you know, like if someone's asking like what your sexual orientation is and you might be like, oh, like are you gay? Are you into this? Are you into that? Like, are you gay? Are you straight? Are you bi? Like maybe just think, okay, well maybe someone's asexual. Like we can bring that up as an option. And also yeah. why, why also place the emphasis on like that element of sexuality where it is about the orientation? Like there are other layers to your, your sexual experience. And I think that people mm. also... When you're talking about sex and you're placing like importance on like the sex that you should be having or you kind of see that as being like, you know, an essential component to kind of like living like a like a normal life, like maybe just consider like, okay, like, is that actually that essential? Is this is framing it this way going to be potentially alienating for people that don't feel that whether they're Mm. asexual or they're just, you know, not a very sexual person? So yeah, I think just kind of being more kind of expansive and just kind of stepping back and analyzing the things that we've all been taught in terms of how we discuss sexuality. Yes. And Louis says, I have nothing to ask. Just tell her she's an incredible and such a role model. Oh, thank you. And there's there's lots of those actually. Oh, thank lots you. Lots of really nice, um, really nice messages just saying, <laughs> just tell her she's great. Um, oh. Print 71 says, how did you figure out your asexuality? Um, well, I mean, I always say I realized I was asexual when everyone else seemed to realize that they weren't. And I, I don't even say this as a theory. Like I've been doing some research recently as some, as part of something I've been writing, um, reading a lot of research papers on like, you know, childhood sexuality and all those things. Cause thank God I still got my Illumini access to the academic papers from my university. <laughs> and, wow. and, um, one thing I actually noticed is that the term asexual does come up a lot when they are describing the kind of sexuality that, that people originally experienced. That is like the default form of sexuality. It's like, it's not that you don't have anything. It's just that it's not directed towards anyone. Like your sexuality is, you know, it's, it's something that is kind of potentially instinctive it isn't something that you think oh i i have this because i'm thinking about having sex like the sexuality you originally experience is a very asexual one and it just so happens that during puberty for a lot of people it goes from being something that's kind of very like intrinsic and personal and then becomes directed towards others and you have that desire to you know involve other people in your sexuality but, you know, for me, that that just didn't kick in. So that was literally what I noticed was early puberty, because for other people, they suddenly, you know, they had this inclination to be like, oh, well, I like this person. I like this person. I want to get involved like this. I want to involve my sexuality with them. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. And then, of course, as you become a teenager, that then becomes more and more prominent. And it becomes something that when you're at an age where you can actively like seek it out and you become more comfortable expressing it, the more people did that, the more I was kind of thinking, okay, I'm not, I don't feel like I'm good as I am. Like <laughs> I've, I've stayed mm. the same. Um, and yeah, that was kind of how I, I realized only through, I guess, as you mentioned earlier, kind of observing the changes in other people and then them pointing out to me that I wasn't, you know, behaving the same way as other people. It's funny as well, isn't it? Because 
you know it's so temporal like I remember like I went through puberty really late for example so that is it's not like it, it must be a slow realization because you're like oh well, maybe I'm just mm-hmm. it's not yet and you can't tell who's Again, it's such like a, especially when you're a teenager, like all of the things, little messages you get as a teenager is that that's meant to be a moment of milestones. And whether you actually experience it or not, whether you actually desire to do it or not, there are just certain expectations that you feel like you're supposed to meet during that time, whether it's a sexual one or whether it's just going out at a house party or staying out after nine o'clock or sneaking out of the house or any of those things you kind of feel like like you're supposed to be doing and sometimes i you're kind of like are people really desiring it or are they just doing it because they just they feel like that's what they're supposed to be doing so it is kind of hard to also be like i don't even know whether i'm just being my little non-conformist self and just not copying them or whether this is Mm. something that people genuinely actually have a desire to do i think it's a combination of the two (laughs) well well, one thing i wanted to ask you because you always seem to have had this very strong sense of self and where did that come from and that kind of like yeah this is me get over it um I mean I like to I often say I feel like I just internalize those like Disney Channel messages a bit too much that whole be yourself thing I think I took that a little too seriously to the point where it's counterproductive but I also think it had um (laughs) I also think it was just because I don't know I think I, I, I'm an only child and mm-hmm. I was predominantly raised by my mom and she really just let me be like as weird as I am. Like she didn't really try and really steer me in any kind of direction. She kind of just like, there was no one to really, I mean, of course you get compared to other people's kids, <laughs> even if you don't have siblings, but there wasn't really any kind of like, oh, I should be like this or I should be like that or mm. feeling like I had to try and like match up to anybody in particular. So I was kind of just left to, you know, find what I liked and do my own thing. And I, and I, don't entirely know where my <laughs> where my kind of non-conformist attitude came from. I think it was also partially again. I listened to a lot of rock music as a kid. Like I wanted to be Billy Joe Armstrong. I was obsessed with Green Day. I was obsessed with this whole like punk rock vibe. And again, that was totally counterproductive. Made me like the least cool person. Like I had no friends, but I had this mentality of like, why change? to be friends with someone that doesn't actually like you for who you really are. Like that doesn't seem constructive either. So I'd rather just do my own thing, sit by myself and see what happens. And I've kind of maintained that. (laughs) And about over 10 years later, eventually became somewhat practical (laughs) because I stuck to my guns and it turned out okay, but it wasn't always practical, but I don't know where it came from. (laughs) That's amazing though. Your mom sounds cool. She is. She's awesome. (laughs) And did you ever have like a coming out moment with her or you just said... She just got who you were and that was that. I mean, not really. I don't even, like, I often get asked, like, oh, what was it like telling your, I was like, I, again, because I wasn't pretending to be anything else, Mm. there wasn't really anything to announce. Like, I never acted like I wasn't asexual. I never acted like I wasn't aromantic. So I think it would have been weirder if I came home and said, hey, mom, this is my boyfriend. Should have been like, huh? Mm. Really? It's like, I mean, you didn't say you wouldn't, but you also had expressed zero interest like ever. Yeah. So that would probably have been weirder. I I feel like I just like, I don't know, I heard the word one day and I was like, oh, by the way, you know, there's a word uh, like I'm probably asexual, like just so you know. And she was like, all right, cool. Anyway, let's watch EastEnders. And like, like oh, there really that. wasn't anything more yes. than that. It was always like a kind of a bit of a given, I guess. <laughs> well, it's funny, actually, because, you know, someone said the way to for things to connect with on an on a national 
scale is for them to be in a soap? We actually, technically we have, which I guess questions that theory because there was a character in Emmerdale called Liv that was asexual and she had an asexual storyline for a bit. Um, I think she has an alcoholic storyline at the moment. I think they've moved on. But I think that that was a thing. But again, I think the component isn't even, I think, and this is something... I think this is comes up when it comes like people talk about visibility and awareness and representation and all these things. It isn't just about like telling someone this exists, but it's also you have to because again, because of the way we discuss sex in our society, people have to understand that it's even a relevant thing to place significance on. Like you could say, Oh, by the way, this is an experience, but unless people feel like, is this something I should consider? Is this something I should think about? Is this something I should apply to myself and apply to other people? If there isn't that inclination, then just showing someone that it exists isn't like it's not the end of the story. Well, I think that feels like an appropriate moment to pause there at the end of part one. We're going to take a break, listeners. Please go head over to the feed where you can listen to part two. Uh, In the meantime, refreshments are available at the rear of the cabin. Toilets are at the front of the cabin. Please do make yourself at home and enjoy flying Homo sapiens air. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Powered by Spirit Studios.